Uncle Wackerly, could you please read me a bedtime story? I'll even let you touch me again. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up, Wackerly? Your sand slide whistle tonight. Once is again. This, is this a serious show? Are you like. Yeah. This so is serious, serious. This is serious journalism tonight. You know, podcasting is serious business. I don't know a lot of people out there take us lightly and think we're kind of this. You know, comedy show, but we're serious about journalism here. Yeah, so we have hence, standards. Hence, uh, no. We even have a whistle. style book. Well, you know, I think people should appreciate what we do all that more because of the risks that we take, and by that I mean last week almost being shot. Mm. Well, I guess that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> that's a bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> as most of my stories tend to be. But this one, I'm not even exaggerating all that much. Last week, we missed a shooting. By less than 10 minutes, right on the corner of O'Farrell and Jones, right outside the Sick and Wrong studio. Bullets were flying. Dude, like 12 gunshots. So here, It was here, like the Wild West. Here's the story. Sands horses. Wackily and I record the show every Wednesday night, usually, um, if all things About go well. About 30% of the time, <laughs> we get that done. So anyway, we, we try to record the show every Wednesday night. We recorded the show. We were having that uh, kind of departing cigarette you're about to take off. And you know I don't smoke in the studio, so I was outside smoking. Right. And you used—it's like to- we just had sex <laughs> <laughs> in your mind. Puff puff. <laughs> but, Au revoir, um, D. Well, you know it's just like till next week, <laughs> till the next podcast. Say Here's looking at you, crafter. But do you remember though? Back in the old days, there's like a gate that separates the front door. It's kind of like a foyer of my building. There's like a gate. Or as I consider the shark it, cage. it's the shark cage for well, homeless people. And you used people. to be able to smoke in there and be unmolested yeah. virtually by the homeless people. Yeah, they'd come and buggy, but then you could just but like you could throw like your cigarette by their face and say, get the fuck out of Because you had a cage protecting. Well, now, you know, all these California wussies in my building, other tenants non-smokers. Oh, were, dude, somebody was smoking in the little foyer. foyer. Okay, they're they're foyer. complaining about secondhand smoke and the time they leave, they open the front door to the part time that they, they leave the shark cage. It's literally a nanosecond. They're going to get cancer during yeah. that nanosecond. Right. Anyway, so now you got to smoke outside the building with the animals. So there's no more shark cage protecting us. We're in the environment. Yeah, we went from like tourist in on the shark trip, you know, the shark viewing trip, and now we're like literally Steve Irwin. We're out there swimming around. We're outside of the shark cage yeah. swimming around we in, stepped in it waters up a little that bit. have been chummed. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. So anyway, we're outside, we smoke our cigarette. Wackerly takes off up the street. You know, we bid a tearful goodbye. I was like, till next week. I'm going to miss you. Just go well. Just go quickly. Just go quickly. I don't want to see you go. Anyway. If, he, if he looks back, that means he cares. And I, I never look back. You don't. And, and I just hang my head and walk back in to edit the podcast. So I walked upstairs mournfully. And, uh, and, I, and I started the editing process. I just sat down on my computer. And all of a sudden, I heard 12 just loud, like, boom, like staccato gunshots. Right. 
And uh, at, at first I thought, you know, was that a firecracker? Because people are always lighting off M80s. I thought yeah. it was an M80. Right. But, I mean, you wouldn't have 12 M80s, you know, in syncopated rhythm no. like that. So it was louder than a black cat, because that's what you would hear, like, and a lot of. And it was sudden, yeah. So I, I just kind of ran outside to go see what was happening. And uh, right when I did that, uh, you heard all this commotion, and there's a dude just lying right in the street at the corner of O'Farrell and Jones, right by that Indian restaurant, mm-hmm. just blood all over his chest. Oh. I mean, he must have been shot, like, 12 times. And remarkably That's enough, what I heard. and this is, this is what I found interesting about the situation, is out of nowhere, vice cops materialized. Mm-hmm. I mean, there must have been 12 vice cops that just appeared out of nowhere. There must be vice cops up and down all of these streets over here. So why is there so much fucking vice going on all the time? You know, I think <laughs> they're, they're not after the drug users. They're, they're yeah. after the drug peddlers. So maybe what happened was this whole thing interrupted a sting operation they were performing. Maybe that guy was the confidential informant. I mean, I was trying to get a picture. I was fighting my way to get a picture of the, the dead, bleeding guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, the vice cops were just pushing everybody back. And I saw mm. my, uh, my buddy like, Freedom Joe. of the press! I'm Joe, a serious journalist! Joe, Joe's always like on edge, right? If something happens to Loin, he's downstairs. He always like, wants yeah. to see a dead body. Yeah. I'm a serious journalist with my iPhone, just taking pictures of the dead body. But uh, yeah, that vice cops appeared out of nowhere, pushed everybody back, and then like, I don't know, five cop cars came, and uh, the fire department, and everybody Uh came. And so they they covered the dude over with a yellow tarp, and uh, left him there. The yellow tarp of shame. (laughs) (laughs) They they left him there probably for the next four hours, while they were taking pictures of every angle. Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta mark, you gotta mark, did they chalk his outline? They don't do that anymore. You know, I don't think they chalked. Hmm. Although, um, did a they circle days, all the little shell casings with chalk? Yeah, I'm not sure. They probably they, they rolled down you, the hill. They wouldn't let you get that close. They to, rolled down uh, the hill. I bet you the shell casings rolled all the way to Market Street. They probably did. Yeah, some crackheads probably selling them on Market Street. It's a souvenir. <laughs> yeah. You know, did you notice the Mylar Trash Tree Memorial? Yes, I did. That they put up right on uh, on uh, it's on Jones. I really thought those were for like. People of quality, <laughs> you know, somebody's <laughs> child, somebody's valedictorian daughter or Dyson son, or, or the or the captain of the football well, team or something. Drinking and driving accident, but or even something. a crackhead gets a mylar trash tree. A mylar trash tree, and the best. Have thing we established about, that he's a the best head? thing about a crackhead or crack dealer, whatever he is. The best thing about a crack dealer's uh, mylar trash tree is that there's little bottles of Hennessy. There must have been like a hundred of them. Wow. Yeah, Empty, though. Little bottle, well, yeah, because you drank it, poured a little bit out for your home. <laughs> well, even if you put a full in there, That's it wouldn't last very long in the tenderloin. No, probably not. No respect for the dead, these people. Well, so, Wackerly, you, mu- you must have missed it probably by, like, less than ten minutes. Seven minutes, you walked the Sounds street. Sounds like it, yeah. I don't know what would have happened it. had we been just smoking and all of a sudden 12 gunshots and, you know, assailants run by us. <sighs> would you try to take them out? Oh, yeah. If you'd have had your gat, you could have gone full bronze. <laughs> yeah, I totally would have tried to just tackle two crack <laughs> dealers because they were running down the street after gunshots. You know, I, read, I, I read in the paper the next day that they actually didn't even catch any of the guys. No. All three are um, completely at large. And oh, what there's three of them? I thought there was two. No, there are three. Oh. And what happened, it was an altercation, probably a territorial dispute. Mm-hmm. Pissing match. Pissing match. But uh, they got into a fight with the victim. The victim punched one in the face as you just pulled out a semi-automatic handgun and shot the guy 12 times. Yeah. And they found the gun in a mailbox right up the street by that burrito restaurant. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, I stood out there probably for a good 45 minutes just milling about, 
watching everything. It was kind of uh, just interesting to see how it all goes when down. When you're supposed to be editing the podcast, by the way. I should have been editing the podcast, and my apologies to you, loyal listening audience. But uh, yeah, it was 45 minutes late because I was doing some hardcore journalism. Right. I take my job seriously as a professional podcrafter. Do you have one of those little tags for your hat? It says I, press. You know, I had my press second round business card, but they still were just like, get, get past this. It's the police line. You, how, know, do you, you can't get, cross. how do you get a press pass? I don't know. Suck a lot of dick. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, casting you can get somebody couch. to do that. Yeah, actually, it could be arranged. I wouldn't mind a press pass. You know, I might try to get a press pass because we are the press. We're the press. You know, I was I was trying to cover the story because I knew I was going to talk about it on this this week's show. Yeah. So anyway, I was outside with Joe. We we're just kind of hanging out, and the cops, like, at, you know, after they covered the guy with the tarp, started trying to get some witnesses. Uh, yeah, right. That's when you want to not be there. No, I was. Just, I, as soon as the guy came over to me, I'd been out for like forty-five minutes. The cop came over to me. He's like, "Do you live around here?" I was like, "Yeah." Like, how long you been out here? I just got out here three A minutes minute. ago. <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny about it is there are all these crackheads milling about. Because I mean, there must have been twenty crackheads on the street when it happened. Yeah, and so all these crackheads before the cops started taking people's testimony or, or you know, interrogating people. Uh, the crackers were sitting there. I heard one one lady saying, ah, I saw that motherfucker. He's running around with a nine milli in his hand. He got dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. And this other guy was saying something. Like, he saw the guy, you know, in a Raiders shirt. And one guy running this way. One guy running that way. As soon as the cops came out, mum's the word. Mom. The, cops, the cop came Mom over. The and they're word. like, so... Did you see any, did anyone see any, uh, you know, any of, the, any of the assailants running this way or that way? And they're like, nope, didn't see anything. How long have you been out here? Oh, about all day. Like, so you didn't <laughs> yeah. see anything. Those guys don't have any place to go. You know what the problem is, Wackerly? You need a translator. Someone who can speak crackhead. Yeah, like an Abonics translator. I guess Abonics is the... Not uh, all crackheads is, are black people, but is a significant like portion. Is the, uh, the politically acceptable term for... Speaking crackhead. Well, it's also called African American Vernacular English, and the drug enforcement Who calls it that. <laughs> I've never heard it before. I want to meet a black guy that can pronounce that. The A A V A, or V E. Sorry, I'm a little ebonified myself. <laughs> the drug enforcement agency in the southeast is hiring though translators for e- ebonics African American Vernacular English. You mentioned that to me uh, yesterday, but now are. What I'm wondering about is the DEA planning to put out these Ebonics interpreters, like partner them up with a DEA agent, mm-hmm. and you walk the streets, and it's like you no, see a black guy. that's not like, it at all. Excuse me, I can speak jive, officer, <laughs> you know? It's like uh, June Cleaver, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, an airplane. Um, no, they have several ongoing investigations where I guess they need people to like interpret like tape that they have, and then I think they also need people to... Go into court, and when you know the evidence is presented, like authoritatively translate it to the jury, as just opposed to like some cop saying, "Well, this is really what they're talking about." Because the jury might say, you know, they might not buy into the cop's testimony. So you need somebody because who's the more jury academic can't speak ebonics. Generally, yes, <laughs> I'm sure one or two may speak ebonics, but. Uh, you know, it's a it's a problem. I would because what to hear what, the what they're saying reading. is it's it's technically is it like well this is the argument it, is it a separate separate language is it a dialect of English or neither? You remember from 1996 the o- Oakland California School Board, good old Oakland, always making good decisions, suggested that Black English was a separate language. So they were trying to get like 
you know, English as a second language classes from for kids from the hood, and and maybe even have a class just called a bonnet. You know, you, you go to English class, and then you go to a bonics class. Or... I recall that happening, but I also recall like respected black political figures denouncing that. Like, I, I don't know if Jesse Jackson was, but I think Al Sharpton was just like, "This isn't a language. You know, black people can learn to speak regular English." Yeah, no. If you're pro, you know, upward mobility amongst black people, and you're not just trying to pander to like poor black people, you're telling black people like, "No, you want to learn real English. You don't. You don't want to speak Ebonics. You know, you want to learn real English and like assimilate into so you the can business read world." A textbook, yeah, and you can write an email. Yeah, and you can go to college, you know, and like read the classics. Now, maybe in Detroit, if you just spoke completely Ebonics, right, and that's it, you'd probably thrive. Fine. I mean, I think you... <laughs> Does anybody thrive in Detroit? Well. <laughs> no. Drug dealers. You thrive relative to everybody else. So, so Ebonics, though, is listed among 114 languages for which uh, prospective contractors for the DA must be able to provide linguists. Um, the, what else do they have? Like French? <laughs> like that's a language. No, the DA's like, blue, blue, Atlanta blue, blue. office requires linguists for eight other languages. They have Spanish. Of course. Um, 144 linguists. Vietnamese. Korean, Farsi, and uh, Jamaican Patois. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they. they, they what have... you talking about, Mon? <laughs> I could do that job. Well, what they want. I they saw want... Marked for Death. <laughs> they want, like, investigate. They want to help. So it's kind of like the wire. It's like you're sitting there listening to these, these yeah. uh, wired tapped conversations. Right. And they're helping investigators decipher the results of telephonic monitoring of uh, consensual listening devices. So I think it's like you, you would sit there and you'd be like, Okay, sir, um, I think he's ordering Popeyes, which is a bonics for fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they list here, though, that uh, bonics has been described as a non-standard variant of English, spoken largely by African Americans. And white kids in the suburbs <laughs> in well, the and, Midwest. And Eminem and the ICP, <laughs> also known as Wegros. Wegros yeah. can speak a bonics. Yeah. Um, but they say that it's been described as black English. Uh, this is from John R. Rickford, a Stanford University oh, yes. professor of linguistics. John R. Rickford provided quotes for my article over here, too. He's noted that Ebonics pronunciation includes features like the omission of the final consonant in words like past. So instead <laughs> of saying past, you just say past. And as in, hand. I've been to Popeye's chicken in the past. It was wonderful. <laughs> I've been to Popeye's chicken in the past. It was wonderful. <laughs> and hand, you say hand. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I could, I, could, I, I could go to the pimp hand thing, but that's too easy. So uh, The pronunciation of the T-H in the word bath as just a T. So mm -hmm. bath becomes bat. Uh -huh. Or can be also pronounced as just with an F. Bath becomes bath. Much Which like, that's kind of like a Cockney thing, right? The F for the TH. Is it? You take a bath, mate. No, I'm going to stick your head in the bath. But, but the what bath about, okay, then what about birthday <laughs> as birthday? I've heard that right. before. That's not really a Cockney thing. That's purely East Oakland talk. Well, what about, what about terms like, uh, I've heard words that were, what, what's the term for words that have been combined, like finna? Portmanteau. A portmanteau. Is that portmanteau? <laughs> I think it's more of a contraction. A portmanteau is two words. Two separate words combined together. to make a new yeah. word. I, guess, I think that's what, what is. I never finna, really understood what finna means. I've, I've always heard finna means. So, so people from the UK who probably aren't used to hearing finna. <laughs> um, let, let me see. An example would be 
you finna go to Jamal's house, which means are you fitting to go to Jamal's house? I don't think it's fitting. I think it's fixing. Fixing to go? I'm fixing to go over there. I've heard... Which is already a pretty fucked up phrase, right? What does fixing to go somewhere mean? But that's what it is. So they just basically took fixing to go... I'm fixing to make some uh, Combine them to make finna. Yeah. So finna makes some barbecue tonight. Right. All right, that makes, it's that all makes about, sense. It's all about speed of, of getting the message across. That's so, what Ebonics is all so about. So it becomes almost a, it, it becomes a patois yeah. in its own. Patois. Yeah. Uh, the pronunciation of the vowel in words like my and ride as a long ah, like ma rod. <laughs> I think actually I this might a- be an Ebonics translator. And I'm, you know, that song is going off in my head. That song from My Fair Lady. I think he's got it. By Joe, I think he's got it. I don't know what the tune goes like. Rodden dirty. That actually sounds kind of good. You know, I think I might be able to pull this off. Really? And you didn't go to Stanford and get a PhD in linguistics? Linguistics? No. Didn't even need it. Could linguistics be a bullshit major? <laughs> just a couple years of living in the loin. Yeah. I, mean, I think if you just watch a couple seasons of The Wire, you'd be fine. You know, this would be a, an ideal job for ex-gang members. You know, it's like reform gang members come out of prison, but yet still well, are completely fluent Let me, let me point something, out, something else out that Rickford says, the Stanford professor. He said that hiring abonics exper- experts could come in handy for the DEA. But he said it's hard to determine whether a prospective employee can speak it well enough to translate since there are no standardized tests. He said the ideal candidate would be a native speaker of who, who also has some linguistics training. So you need an ex-gangbanger who has like a, a bachelor's in linguistics. How many? Ex- I just like that basically what he's saying is like, it's hard to determine if uh, this person can really uh, do what they say they can because frankly, I have no idea what these Negroes are talking about half the time. <laughs> I just lo- I would love to like hear he, like the guy can just can be like you and be like well you know forty ounce and about uh, you know play some b ball oh you know ebonics okay you're hired well I, what I find I hilarious know. is the mental image of these you know these white you know uh, white shirted FBI agent looking guys right. that are sitting there listening to these hours and hours of telephone conversation with this quizzical expression on their face saying I have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about balling what the hell does balling mean. Does it involve hey, testicles? Hey, Frank, have you heard this? You, you, you like that Martin Lawrence show, don't you? <laughs> Come over here. Do you think they have to... Yeah, make head nor tail. ...involves like, listening to like, a couple Chris Rock albums? Yeah. You know, and, and to, to Some learn. MWA. So detractors reject the notion that Ebonics is a dialect. Instead, they consider it a bastardization of the English language. Well... Which, Six of one, half I dozen mean, of the other. I mean, in a sense, it is. And there are even, like, you know, black figureheads that, that feel this, that, that harbor this sentiment. Mm. However, you need to point out that the Department of Justice does not, of course, address questions of vernacular, dialect, or linguistic merit. No. no. What they need <laughs> is just someone who can figure out what the fuck these guys are saying <laughs> so they can like, bust them. They're like what we were just talking about. They're just like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are saying. I don't get it. I think the whole frankly, pity, it's it's uh, hindering my ability to do my job. We need to get a black guy in here who speaks this stuff. Well, my question is, what was the origin of Ebonics? I mean, did it start out with Jive? What, what, I mean, it was remember Jive the famous scene in uh, Airplane? With, and that, I referred to it earlier, but it's like it, it in that movie. These guys in that was what nineteen seventy one, seventy two. 
later than that. Later, seventy eight, whatever. Yeah. In the seventies, black people had this this lingo. Now, was it like kind of like a code lingo, like Yiddish for Jews? Yeah, I think it is. And it was jive, but Straight now... Out of the ghettos, just like the Jewish ghettos. But now, though, Ebonics has kind of devolved into this, like, okay, I've never really learned how to read. I couldn't <laughs> care less about reading. I want to watch, you know, uh, shitty reality television all day and so, play Xbox. And it's like, you just... It is a bastardized form so of language. Think, so your theory is that, like, jive was, like, high Latin and Ebonics is the low Latin? It's low-level Latin. Low-level pig Latin that, is what Ebonics is. I think jive is. just... Ebonics is just jive of today. I think it's all the same thing. So you think you know, it's modern that's one of the things, jive? One of the things uh, uh, Rickford says is it's hard... It's, it is actually hard to keep up with, you know, uh, barring my ridicule of it as a as a... Uh, actual area of study because it changes so often. I mean, like, there's bunches of new words every year and different slang sayings or whatever. And it's regional, too. And it's regional, you know. yes. But, I mean, at the same time, I just feel that bonics is kind of a cop-out. It's just a really lazy language to adopt. It's like, okay, you know, I don't even have the time to pronounce the T, the final consonant of that word. <laughs> I'm a busy Whereas man. Whereas in Jive, they used rocks. to say that. In Jive, I mean, Jive had their own expressions and idioms. I think jive is just a more colorful language, and I think right now drug dealers should bring back jive. I think you have false nostalgia for jive. <laughs> and where do you even? Where did you ever hear of jive besides in that movie Airplane? Mark, that was born in the seventies. I was born in the seventies. Okay, of Exxonville. <laughs> there's like one black person there. You don't know jive like I do. Picker jive, maybe. Yeah, that, that might work. Hessian jive. Hessian. I could speak Hessian. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying for the sing-along listening audience, especially the unemployed faction. Here's a good opportunity. Yes. Learn abonics. Right. You might get yourself a fine paying job. Yeah. You never know. You do People, never know. This is episode 241 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, as you know, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by, we have two sponsors now, adamandeve.com and our brand new sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com. Lends us kind of like this higher level of legitimacy, if you ask me, because um, do you think they have. The world a, of books. Do you think they have abonics audiobooks? Has there ever been a book written in a – are you saying like uh, like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea translated into abonics or a book that was natively written in abonics? Natively written in abonics. You could probably find that on the Google. I don't know. Hmm. Or the never, Google. You've obviously never read abonics. The Audacity of Hope. <laughs> That's just cruel. I believe the original text was in abonics. And he then, speaks Kenyan. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, Audible.com is the internet. Actually, because he's from Hawaii. They, they do have like a whole Pigden language in Hawaii. What's that called? They do. They have their own Hawaiian idiom. Yeah, yeah. You can if, like somebody who's native Hawaiian, uh, and you go over there. They can totally have a conversation like around you as a mainlander, and you won't know what the fuck they're talking about. I've never been there. I have no idea. Yeah. Does it sound like abonics? No, it sounds more like I don't know what it. I guess it sounds kind of like. Uh, like Tagalog and mixed with English, maybe. I don't really know what Tagalog know sounds like. Your, but that's how I imagine. I don't know about your pineapple moon man language you're talking about here, Wackley. It's true. Go there. All right, maybe I'll go check it out. Yeah, go to Hawaii just Hawaiian for the are language language research. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of tens of thousands of audiobooks for download to your computer or your iPod player or MP3 player. <laughs> your iPod player. Your iPod player. <laughs> Listen whenever and wherever you want to, just like this podcast you're listening to right now. 
except just not as cool. Audible has over a thousand science and technology and over 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles with more being added each day. Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from. So put it this way, if you like to read books, but you're just too lazy to read and you just want to listen to books, this is a prime opportunity to still gain the knowledge. If you're one of those people with facial paralysis and you can't move your eyes side to side, this would be good for you. Because your neck is going to get hurt, like, moving it back and forth. I've heard, though, what about, like, okay, you don't have time to read. You're a busy guy. True. You've got your TV shows that you watch. You have your porn that you need My to My masturbation schedule. you got an hour and a half of listening to Sick and Wrong each week. So what if you found, you know, like, you have um, Jane Eyre. That you've been wanting to read for years. Tied up in my basement, right? Yeah. And uh, you put it on your iPod player, go yes. to sleep, listen to it while you sleep. Oh. You think that's just as good? Then you can tell everybody that you've read Jane Eyre? You, you absorb it in your sleep. You yeah, can't do Jane that with Eyre a regular type book. dreams? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jane Eyre dreams. Who wrote that one? Jane Austen? Charlotte Bronte. Oh. I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway... You would know that if you order the book from Audible.com and then listen to it while you slept, you woke up, you're smarter in the morning. And you could quiz yourself and ask yourself whether you knew what happened in the book. I can't say that about people that listen to this show. After you've listened to this show for an hour and a half, I don't know if you walk away smarter or just feeling shame. I think you get night terrors. (laughs) 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 Put it this way. You can walk away with a smile on your face. And feeling a little more intelligent, if you order a book from audible.com, just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle to get your free audiobook today. A mm-hmm. uh, quick recap of last week's show, people, episode 240. We did three listener stories. Listener one sent a story about, a gr- about grandma abuse by a five-year-old. It was probably one of the most difficult stories I've ever had to read here in Sick and Wrong. I, I almost broke down. Grandmas do not need to be abused by that, like that, especially by toddlers. Uh, listener two sent a story about a midwife who shut down the brown house, literally. <laughs> uh, listener three sent a story about a, uh, a ba- or beggars who can run a baby. Uh, believe it or not, listener one, grandma abuse, came in just won by a huge landslide. People are scared of toddlers. You know, uh, my favorite... They're like, they're like tiny midgets. My favorite quote was, 4.5, D. Simon? Really? Would you piss on your grandma? Would you? Yeah, she was a fucking cunt. She <laughs> so was such mine. a bitch, I would totally piss on <laughs> my her. My great-grandma was even worse. Yeah, and you Horrible pissed on person. her, too. So, yeah, I still continue to give it a 4.5. But congratulations, listener one. You won episode 240. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send in your listener submissions to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Via Facebook or even via our new forum at sickandwrongforum.com. A little more on that later. Uh, Wackily, I believe I'm going to kick off the show because isn't that the new way we're doing now? It's your like, show. No, I thought it, I thought it was uh, <laughs> what way? Since since I do two of the stories, right? And you do one, it, always it breaks start. it up, so there's not like double nasal obnoxious Jew voice. Well, there still is double, but it's not all at once. Yeah, it's not all at once. It's yeah. a little too much for a lot of, especially like our, our anti-Semitic listeners are just like, oh God, I'm tuning out right now because I can't listen to this guy's voice anymore. Oh, oh wait, Wacker's going to talk again. Oh, he's okay. cool. Oh, yeah, I can put it on. That's cool. Yeah. He's a Nazi. That's fine. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to start off episode 241 here with my first listener submission. As many as 200 women and babies gang-raped in the Congo. 
It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people no, normally, to be raping. Normally a gang rape, there's a bunch of dudes raping one chick, but there's actually 200 women. So they're, they're, the women and are in a gang and the whole gang was raped. Like, the gang's all here to get raped. There's a, a gang of rapists that are raping a lot of women oh. and a lot of babies. Multiple gang rapes. How 200 rape women and four baby boys raped and excommunicated equals world's largest scale gang bang. Excommunicated from what? You'll hear about that a little later. This was sent in by Michael, who is the self-proclaimed president of the Trannies for Lance Fundraising Foundation. Oh. Uh, Trannies for Lance is a nonprofit fundraiser selling burnt match heads to crackheads at a deep discounted rate to help offset the cost of renting the services of transsexual hookers for Lance Wackley's pleasure. Here at Trannies for Lance, we believe that in providing this service... We are possibly reducing the sexual frustration in the state of California by at least 18%. Does that make any sense whatsoever? So my frustration makes up for 18% of the... Or that's that's assuming they're reducing all my sexual frustration. Let's say they're reducing half of my sexual sexual frustration. Then it might be eighteen percent. No, that would imply that my sexual frustration makes up thirty six percent of the sexual frustration in the state of California. It's a bold claim. I just I wouldn't. I would not believe it. Well, my question is, why would a crackhead buy a burnt match head? That's up to them. I don't really care about that, but I, I do care about the fact that, like most nonprofits. I, the purported beneficiary, receive no benefit from this, and all the profits are going to the staff, the admin. You know, if uh, Michael played his cards right, I bet you he could actually petition the Obama administration, probably get a lot of money for this, yeah. this fund. American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. Because they seem to get money anything these days. American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. Yeah, it sounds like a good opportunity to create some jobs, revive the economy. As many as 200 women <laughs> and <jobs>. babies <laughs> gang-raped in the Congo. Um, these women were systematically gang raped by Rwandan and Congolese rebels over a four day period, less than 20 <laughs> miles from a UN peacekeeping base. It's Africa's always right funny. next to a police station or a base. You yeah. Know? They're doing it to just taunt, taunt yeah. the UN. Um, the Associated Press reported that four baby boys were also raped in the attacks. The Eastern Congo is known as the quote unquote rape capital of the world it's a dubious <laughs> distinction um we're savage moms, they have a museum <laughs> we're savage moms regularly regularly use uh, sexual violence to subdue the population and vie for control of the conflict minerals used to make mm. cell phones and laptops around the world what once again dude <laughs> The ugly head of capitalism just leads That's to rape. That's fucking retarded. They're just through the whoever wrote that article just threw it in there to make everybody feel bad. Like, oh, you're laughing because there's rapes in the Congo. Yes, I am. What's your cell phone, man? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got an iPhone? There are 200 women and babies. 200 babies getting raped because you like to play Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, I do like to play Angry Birds. You're just kind of like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> Gotta you get know, that did you ever see the movie Congo? Congo. With Bruce Campbell? I played the game Congo Bongo. <laughs> no, <laughs> Is I that have any relation? There was a movie with Bruce Campbell, and it was about a white gorilla that was like ass-raping villagers, <laughs> and Bruce Campbell had to hunt it Are down. Are you sure Bruce Campbell was in that? I might be saying that Bruce it was Campbell Sam was in it. Neal. was really Val Kilmer. It was Sam Neill. Was it Sam Neill? That's a, it's a Michael Crichton book. 
about a yeah wasn't it crazy about the gorilla. same thing it was a gorilla that went in and just raped a bunch just of babies one, it was just one gorilla not a gang of gorillas. not a gang of gorillas and these aren't gorillas they're black human beings yeah but this is a white they're gorilla. africans not okay. even african-americans I'm, africans. Not, I'm not implying that black Af- like africans would be gorillas i'm just saying there you was said a it was movie, a white gorilla but there's a movie about a white gorilla that would rape villagers was it a silverback or an albino an albino gorilla but was it was genetically it like, mutated was it though, king right? kong size or normal gorilla size I think it was normal gorilla size, but it's it has huge big. balls. Really? Huge testicles. Did yeah, they have awesome. behind the ball shots in this movie? Because maybe I'll go watch it. You know, I, I can't believe you thought been, Bruce Campbell was in it, though. I swear to God, Bruce Campbell's in it. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a listener that will <laughs> He might be that. in the gorilla suit. I'm going to rape you. <laughs> a coordinator for the International Medical Corps here said that when the rebels initially arrived to the village, they told the villagers, don't worry. And they explained that they're just there for food and rest. Well, they lied. After dark, they began to systematically rape the entire population of villagers. Wow. Most women were raped by two to six men at a time. Many of them were dragged into the forest and gang raped. Later, they emerged from the forest naked. So not only were they gang raped, clothes taken too. If you're just raping everybody, why wouldn't you just rape people in their homes? I, I mean, understand. usually the whole dragging in the forest thing is to hide from everybody else. But if you're just going to rape everybody, then and if the why plan bother? was to rape everybody, why do they even care? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. Maybe think it's is. like I'm going to rape you, and you're going to get poison oak on your ass. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the perpetrators have been identified as Hoodoo rebels from the Democratic Forces for the Liberation of Rwanda, or the FDLR. This is my problem with Africa. How am I ever supposed to keep straight whether whether the Rwandans or the Congolese are the good people? The and then Zambians. there's and then there's Hutus and Tutsis, and there's not even a country called Hutu or Tutsi. And or, they're all democratic forces for the liberation of something. Well, that's just communism. I know, but I mean, they all have those term those, right, those right. words. But that's in just their conscious. Name. All communist groups adopt like national liberation. Rescue and retaliation front of people, but really they're just a gang of rapists. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's just gang rape. The whole the whole communist ideology. Did you ever read? Uh, you know, well, I can't remember what's called. Uh, what's Karl Marx's book. Yeah. What's that one called? It was. It was. Br- Wasn't it called much... Congo? <laughs> Didn't have a raping gorilla in it. I don't think there it was. was no, there was, was a Marx. white gorilla that raped a lot of uh, a lot of um, uh, plebeians. Yes, the uh, cycle surfs. of economics is up and down, and then a gorilla comes and rapes. It was a bourgeois white gorilla that raped a lot of serfs. I remember that. But um, much like the gorilla in the Karl Marx book. Uh, the FDLR used rape as a weapon of war aimed at civilians, and its incidents have FDR been, uh, never increasing. raped anybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, that wheelchair had like dildos <laughs> that could flip out if you pressed a button. The Transformer toy one did. Yeah. But did that happen in real life? I wish they had a Transformer FDR like wheelchair thing. Yeah. So do I. Uh, men, as well as girls as young as four years old, have also been the victims of this rape in the eastern Congo. It mm. seems like everybody just gets raped in the rape capital of the world. You think they would just develop a taste for it? <laughs> I get, uh, yeah, apparently it's Ooh, just kind of like... I hope the cute gangster rapes me tonight. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like, okay, the hoodoo rebels are here. All right, I'm just going to bend over. Just My ass is right I'm there. Gonna lo- I'm gonna don't lube. drag me to the forest again. That poison oak sucked on my taint. <laughs> I'm going to lube my own asshole up. That's what I'm going to do. That's the first thing. When the, when the rape bell... <laughs> Well, an expert here on the uh, Congo at the Washington Base Enough Project says it's been an incredibly effective weapon of war. Uh, The soldiers and rebels have been able to control, humiliate, and dominate whole communities 
by using rape. It's rapes become horrifyingly normalized. They don't even need guns anymore, Wacker. They just walk into a village and pull out their two foot long donkey dicks, right. and everyone just cowers in fear. Mm-hmm. They're just like, okay, presents their rape, presents their rump, and just it's fine. That's the <laughs> worst thing depressing. about that's the worst thing about these villages. Back in like the old days during World War II, you know, if you lived in England or somewhere that was getting bombed by the Germans, you'd have those air raid sirens, and everyone'd be like, "Oh my god, let's go hide in the bunkers." Now it's just kind of like in this village, it's like the siren goes off, it's like, "Sweet, I'm about to get ass raped." Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. There was it. probably a lot of rape going on in those bunkers <laughs> in London during the Blitz, don't you think? Well, it's not called rape; it's called buggering. <laughs> different i like how you know all these people are getting raped but then i assume they have to go work in the cell phone mine the next day i mean that's the whole reason you don't just kill them outright right because you need need the peasants to work the cell phone mine well wackily just chipping iphones out of the rock (laughs) if they weren't working in the cell phone mines i wouldn't be playing fucking angry birds so yeah rape it rapies get back to work I'm glad that African children are there to mine the cell phones, and then you know Korean children are there to program the Angry Birds game for me. <laughs> now, now here's the part that's going to bring a tear that will slowly work its way through that jaded crust that you have around you, Wackerly. The women who are raped are victimized again after being attacked because the enormous cultural taboos involving sexual violence in the Congo. But this is another thing. If everybody's getting raped, then there's no more taboo. They're excommunicated from their villages and their families. They lose their entire support structure. Mm. And, you know, that herein lies the rub. It's like you'd think that the rape capital of the world would have better rape counseling centers. <laughs> because if it happens all the time, you'd think, okay, well, go to the rape counseling center. If you're a rape counselor, that's the place to be. Here's a pudding Business pop. is booming. Now start going chipping away some, on some cell phones here. I need a, a new iPhone. <laughs> As if a pudding pop would last more than five <laughs> seconds in the African heat. So on the Sigurong star scale... Here's a pudding pop. It's in a bowl because it <laughs> melted immediately. Do you feel better now? No. They, they, these people haven't eaten in days. They've been eating twigs and little pieces of cell phones. I love twigs. It's delicious. Oh, twigs. Been, twigs <laughs> and pieces of cell phones that they've mined off the walls. And then if they get caught eating... They chipped. If they get caught eating a piece of cell phone, they're beaten severely. And then raped. <laughs> um, you know, on the Sigurong star scale, I'm going to give this a five star. Because not only... Are men, women, and children being gang raped by these rebels? But then the women are excommunicated afterwards, like insult to injury. What about the guys? They're just made fun of relentlessly. I think the guys probably turn into rapists after that. Probably. That's well, most rapists have been raped in yeah. their past. I, I Same thing with child molesters. Yeah, I think. I'm giving it a five just because you know you have to go work in the cell phone warehouse with your your sore butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Which just sucks. I would want to call in. I'd want to call in sick the next day for sure. Yeah, and, and you no. don't even have time to become Charles Bronson and get revenge because you're just too worn down from mining. You know, the well, cell phones and the, and the laptop batteries. Well, think about it. You got to go march probably twenty kilometers way up in the mountains. And How then fucking long down, is that? Nobody knows. It's a go mystery. Down the tunnel. Meanwhile, there's white gorillas ready to anally rape you everywhere you go. It's after the gangsters. It's a very taxing lifestyle yeah. to live in the Congo. It's exciting. It's not boring, the world. It's not boring. Never know, a dull actually, moment. Destination wedding. <laughs> Might be a good idea. Be uh, interesting. You get a story I, I love that. Apple products. I'm going to go to the source. <laughs> visit the mines and take the tour. 
You know, the white girl is actually Steve Jobs. <laughs> I didn't want to say it at first, just in case. A very he frail, this off of a very frail gorilla in a black turtleneck is raping me. Help! Yeah, but Steve Jobs can rape the fuck out of you with his prices. He does have a huge dick, <laughs> and those prices. What do you have it's here so for hip, episode two forty one, Wacker? Hey guys, Rollo is the best, and I assume that he means he's Rollo is better than us as hosts. Uh, this is Bill from Kentucky. Okay, Bill, a disembodied head with its eyes sewn shut that never says a single fucking word is better than your two beloved hosts. I say words. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rollo. I didn't mean that. I was just a little jealous. Um. Well, this happened in Ohio, and there's a property, and stories about a property in Ohio. This property held about seven to nine bears, 20 wolves, possibly a lion, and three or four tigers. Jesus. Neighbors said there were also coyotes. This is crack reporting. <laughs> Very definitive numbers of animals and types. What the fuck? I didn't even seven know you could to have nine. Can you have animals like that, exotic animals in uh, Ohio? Uh, just south of Cleveland, you can. Well, this guy did. I've you mean, are you, legally, are you legally able to, or, or physically is this possible in this universe? I mean, I've been to Ohio State and seen some of the women there. Yeah. That makes sense. Bears. But, uh, beast. <laughs> beastly creatures at that university. The owner of the property is Sam Mazzola. Uh, no relation to the oil, I don't think. He said in his bankruptcy filing in May, he filed bankruptcy back in May, in federal court in Cleveland, that he owned two white tigers, two Bengal tigers, an African lion. Are there any other kind? <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's mountain lions. This is a real, like, what, when you think of a lion, it's yeah, an the African lion. lion. Like Simba, the, the lion, lion the king. That's yeah, an African lion. lion. King, yeah. He had eight bears and 12 wolves. Where do you procure animals like this? Can you get those on the internet? You can get anything on the internet. You want a, you want a bear? I'll get you a bear, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just I'll get you a bear okay. by this afternoon. I, I mean, if okay, let's say you had a lot of money. You're a tycoon or well, a it, drug baron or something. Where would you go about Mike me? Tyson. Like, I need a snow leopard. I don't know. There's dealers, I guess. So where, apparently, where this does, guy. Where did Mike Tyson get his? Where do uh, Siegfried and Roy get theirs? Once you have a couple, then you can just breed your own. Yeah, I suppose. Like a Noah. That. Siegfried and Roy, actually, I think. Just capture the animals themselves, like in. They uh, go to the source. They go to Africa. Yeah, and they, I mean, and, they those, enjoy, and they enjoy the rape. So it's yeah. a win-win. <laughs> they don't even. Yeah, it's a They're win-win like, situation. For yes, them. come, come, rape my butthole. <laughs> it's a rape. I'm, a, I'm only here for one more day. Then we take the lion back. I don't know what accent Siegfried has, but it's weird. I swear, I had <laughs> no idea this is the rape capital of the world. Oh. Color me embarrassed. <laughs> Been waiting three days for the rape siren to go I, off. I do. I do have my hot pants on. Dude, if they heard you say that. He doesn't get raped so much anymore after his face was face attacked was by a lion. I know, I was about to say, the like, man was attacked by a lion, almost died. Okay? Even the gangs walk Show up some and respect. they're about to write, rape him and they're like, oh, your, your face is freaky and your neck is weird. Yeah. No, he's, he's a hideous looking creature now. Siegfried and Roy talk. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of goddamn animals, this guy. One is called Caesar the Wrestling Bear and is trademarked by Mazzola. The bear, one of these bears, I don't think it was Caesar, it was a different bear, but a bear was out of its cage for feeding Thursday evening uh, by 24-year-old Brent Kandra. 
which I guess is an employee of Mazzoli. He helps him take care of all these wild creatures. There's a thankless job. But he actually, well, listen to this. This was normal for this particular bear because the caretaker, Brent, and the owner had been around it so much. So this one was pretty socialized. Uh, And the sheriff's captain, James Drozdowski, uh, said that quote that I just made. Sorry. It's like the first time I've read this article. Mazzola had... God for pre-show prep work. After After the attack, Mazzola... Uh, Sam Mazzola, he had to use a fire extinguisher to force the bear back into its cage. Who the fuck would have wrestled this bear if it's going to rip your face off? Well, they didn't know. This is the thing about wild animals. They're unpredictable. Isn't the fire extinguisher how they killed the Terminator 2? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, actually. Maybe this is a robotic bear from the future. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. It came back from the future to kill um, this inbred caretaker? Yeah. Well, he might have been an important guy like Are you years a Brent Kandra? <laughs> Roar! Why didn't they just, you know, come to think of it, if you're going to bo- make design some robotic killing machines, why would you design it like a person? Why wouldn't you design it like a big fucking scary bear? I don't know, because you'd think the bear would have been able to like, house so many more people than right. Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Yeah. Maybe. Is there anything more? What about a gigantic tiger, maybe? I don't know. Robotic evil tiger? But then you can't blend into society. Yeah. Maybe that's the point. Oh, well. I wish bears But even could... But Arnold Schwarzenegger can't blend into society either. He's huge and grotesque looking. I wish bears could blend into normal society a bit more. <laughs> we'll go down to the Castro. <laughs> <laughs> There's one place they can blend in. Your brother's, brother's bar. bar. Yeah. Uh, Brent Kandra, he died Friday morning from his bear-related injuries at Metro Health Medical Center. The coroner said the tentative cause of his death was... Any guesses? Uh, I don't know. A face being ripped off by a bear? Pretty much. Sharp and blunt injuries to the body consistent with a bear attack. (laughs) (laughs) Unquote. I don't know. He had a heart attack? Mazzola said it's one. (laughs) Mazzola said it's one that he played with constantly every time he was here. It was the victim's favorite. I love that bear. Did they put the bear down? How many Castro jokes can we work into this story? I don't know, but it's. If you want to have a love affair with a bear. Go to the Castro and be safe. Don't do it with an actual I'm bear sh- genus. <laughs> but what's funny about this story is, I bet you right now, there is a bear in the Castro named Caesar wrestling a I'm man. Sure. Yes. A 24-year-old man. I'm sure. <laughs> a skinny, twinky 24-year-old man. Yeah. And my brother's probably filming it. Mazzola said, so he's a nut. Listen to this. These are the things you happen to deal with when you love these types of animals. <laughs> Does love mean exploit? You mean, are you asking if the bear was raped? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, how much money did he make off of Caesar? It was a wrestling bear. What does wrestling bear mean? That He takes this bear, I can't find it, but I'm just going to go off a of memory. He takes this bear to the annual Cleveland Sport Travel and Outdoor Show and offers people the chance to pay to wrestle a black bear at this annual event. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, are obviously all over this dude's ass. The, four years ago, they made Mazzola a focus of national efforts to ban bear wrestling. So apparently it's a thing. He's not so the only wait, guy who does it. this is a sport that people regularly compete in the Midwest. How come I've it's never an, seen it's an this? Event. It's an event. Would you go... Okay, if this was Would your hometown, Midland, Michigan, and uh, they had like bear wrestling, or you could pay to uh, wrestle a bear, hmm. would you do it? 
I'd go watch. I would definitely watch. It'd be like watching the Tough Man contest. The Tough Man competition, which was big in in the Midwest. In uh, Bay City, Michigan, the Tough Man. I think that's where the Tough Man contest originated. Speaking of Heshers, I mean, that's Hesher Central. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely... uh, definitely Heshers beating the crap out of each other. Did you ever have a friend who entered? I had one friend that entered, and he just he didn't even care. Didn't even train. Just got really drunk. And yeah. he was. I mean, he was kind of a big guy anyway. Yeah. He got knocked out within the first twenty seconds. He was so tired <laughs> that like within the first twenty seconds, it was just like bam. And they but, kick too, right? You get like three kicks per round, and mostly punching. Boxing. No, no. There's you get three kicks. It was pretty, It's a free for all because it's all these people who aren't trained to box. And so they don't know technique. They don't know, you know, like boxing etiquette. If and everyone's such a first thing. name is like boxcar. It's like boxcar Willie, boxcar Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> boxcar Travis. And yeah, I wonder if they all live in the same boxcar. They probably do. Yeah. Um. Uh, now, obviously, you got to talk to the neighbors of this guy, right? Tom Burrington, who's almost seventy, sixty-eight. He's a retiree who lives four doors down, two doors down. He says he's fed up with noise from the animals and the risk to the neighborhood. It's a pain in the neck. There are coyotes hollering at night, a lion roaring at night, junkyard dogs barking all day. <laughs> it's probably really annoying. God, that would be annoying. And would you be a little scared to like actually complain? Yeah, because I don't want a lion sicked on me. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I'd probably... One of the neighbors sick. actually enjoys it, though. Michael Strickland, who's 48, says he's helped Mazzola feed the animals, and he says he treats the animals as if they were his children. He takes excellent care of the animals, which implies that he also has people pay to wrestle his children <laughs> at the state fair. Which <laughs> Does I don't think Mazzola that's true. have human children? I don't think so. I doubt it. But if he did, this is how he would treat them. Yeah, you know, I saw a picture and of the put guy. put them in cages. <laughs> I saw a picture of the guy. He looks a lot like Meatloaf from yeah. the 70s. 70s fat Meatloaf or new skinny Meatloaf? 70s fat Meatloaf. That's better. Yeah. yeah. So I think the problem gonna... with Meatloaf is he got skinny, but his whole head is still fat. So, yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, and the bitch tits. Yeah. Um, this guy, though, what, what are they going to do with all the animals? They're just going to release him to the wild? It's they... up to the – actually, this is what I found interesting. It's up to the kid, the 24-year-old kid's family, whether they want to euthanize the bear. It's a majestic creature. I wouldn't euthanize it. No, I mean, like pit did. bulls, I'm into euthanizing just outright. Well, I but would not, continue not bears. I would continue the wrestling circuit because now it's like this bear's got a reputation. Like you gotta have got a the real belt. badass. A belt, you gotta have a real badass. It's like okay, so how many people do you maul? Yeah. Oh, you only killed one. All right, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Give me some fosters. <laughs> Are there gonna be ring girls? <laughs> <laughs> ring bear. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, God, uh, to be bear savaged mauling. by a bear like that. Really savage. It's, it's a horrible way to go. Although it's a better way to go than like just dying of a heart attack or cancer. I'm going to have to give this a 4.25. I'm giving it 4.5. Grievous bodily bear injury leading to death. You know, actually, maybe uh, the listening audience should go watch some of those bear wrestling videos on YouTube before they vote for this week's story. Before they pay to wrestle a bear, they should see some people get their asses <laughs> beat great. by a bear. There's a guy that's like got to be like as tall as me, like you know, five foot seven, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to wrestle this bear, and the bear's like, Fuck it, dude. I'm running back into the woods. <laughs> He's just holding onto a rope and just getting towed all over the, the uh, backyard. Like I think it might have been Caesar the Bear, yeah. Caesar I'm going to Google search of Caesar. Bear. All, right. all right. Well, the uh, final story here for episode 241 uh, was sent in by Big Whacker Fan. Well, okay. 
guy's a big Wacker fan. Maybe it's a chick. He probably know. wants to wear my skin. He said, I think the UK needs to adopt an Islamic law judicial system. Sharia. Yeah. <laughs> Sharia law. It's been discussed. Now, what do they have right now? The teacup and crumpet law system? <laughs> the powdered wig <laughs> the, the powdered judicial wig, system? Yeah. The, uh, I'm a barrister. Can you not see my funny hair? <laughs> Would you say you're sorry? <laughs> okay, here's a slap on the hand and just go back Judge, out. as the prosecution, I think you should say he saw it three times. No less than two. <laughs> Maybe they could use Sharia law. A spine for a spine. Saudi criminal faces... Uh, having his spinal cord severed after paralyzing his victim with a meat cleaver. Whoa. Yeah. It's a pretty gnarly fight. Is this fight. a juggalo? <laughs> <laughs> a Saudi Iranian man, juggalo? Yeah, an Saudi? Arabic juggalo. A Saudi man was convicted of paralyzing a fellow countryman in a cleaver attack is being threatened with having his spinal cord cut in a tit-for-tat punishment. That's kind of how it works over there in the ultra-conservative desert kingdom. They enforce a strict interpretation of Islamic law where they mete out punishments based on the ancient code of an eye for an eye. Yeah, well, they have to because they have to keep the, the masses uh, opiated with the religion. And so that's why they have that really strict it. law. But did we ever have eye for an eye here? Or has it always been a uh, jury based law system? Well, what, what, what's the story in uh, The Crucible? Was there a jury in that one? I don't think so. It was like the panel of villagers, the village elders, right? But that wasn't really eye for an eye. They, well, they yeah, still you asked, well, well, then you asked fucking two questions. You said, Do we all, have we always had a ju- jury Had we system? ever had eye for an eye law? I guess we had eye for an eye in biblical times. It was like burning the witches. Yeah. Well, what's up with in the United Muslims? States in biblical times? It was like Pangea back then. What's up with these there, Muslims? like brontosauruses roaming Oakland in biblical times. No, I'm just saying, it's like, what's up with these Muslims? They're claiming like, oh, you know, we need equal rights, we need iPads, we need to have our ambassador death missiles, nuclear, nuclear energy, but yet they still have the ancient code for eye for an eye. Yeah. Who's to say that's not compatible? Yeah, I guess, who am I to say it's not compatible? I'm not going to go there, but... They can I do definitely what, they don't want to go there want. and urinate in public. They can, they can do what they want. Well, it's interesting. I don't want us to give eat. them any aid either, though. Like, you know, eat sand, you fucking dirty <laughs> caveman. <laughs> the case judge here sent letters to we several hospitals. Good. Uh, seeking their advice on whether it's medically possible to render the attacker's, attacker's spinal cord non-functional. Uh, one Full leading... quad or half quad? You know, Parent. I wonder. Can you can you choose it? Can you like go to a uh, you know a uh, spinal doctor and, and just be like, hey, we just want him to like not have the ability to walk around, but yeah, we still want him to be able to use his hands. I hope they're gonna use a doctor. You think they're just gonna like wing it? Well, I'm surprised <laughs> that they just didn't have like a camel stomping on his back or something. <laughs> But apparently they did actually go to hospitals. Mm-hmm. A one leading hospital said it could not perform the operation on ethical grounds. Yes. Another hospital said that it's possible to cut the spinal cord, but it was not clear whether it's prepared to do so. <laughs> apparently a, the punishment on uh, pretty much any, any uh, legal, in any case legality here in Saudi Arabia, can be waived if the victim chooses to accept blood money in reparation. Bloody money? <laughs> blood money. The same also applies in uh, capital cases such as murder. 
Uh, there have been several instances over the years where a convicted murderer's life has been spared at the 11th hour when his victim's family just eventually decided to show mercy. <laughs> decided to show mercy or decided to cash out? The executioner is poised with a sword over the condemned man's neck, and they're like, <sighs> I will take that blood money. You know the executioner's like, for fuck's sake, not again. <laughs> well, I just <laughs> never wonder, get to perform my duty. But think about it. You got to get the best, best of both worlds as, as the victim here. It's just like, you just got to see the guy shit his pants, and now you're going to get like all his camels and wives and stuff like that. What if like the dude's that? poor? Then those those people are always killed. Chop, 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 <laughs> So rich people can just murder with a bandit. So on the contrary here, in this instance, the victim, Abdul Aziz Al-Mutari, is insisting that his attacker um, suffer the same crippling injury. Mutari's only 22. He said the culprit had confessed in court to hitting him with a cleaver during a fight more than two years ago. His attacker spent several months in jail. And now he's seeking an eye-for-an-eye punishment. Apparently, they're saying that uh, the Saudi court saying that eye for an eye punishments are rarely carried out in Saudi Arabia. Uh, four years ago, a Saudi court pardoned an Indian man whose eye was supposed to be gouged out. Apparently, he blinded a man in a fight over money. The victim eventually pardoned the Indian after the case threatened to cause a diplomatic row. There you go. Diplomacy interfering with everything cool. Hmm. So unfair. But 10 years ago, an Egyptian worker had an eye surgically removed as punishment for disfiguring a compatriot in an acid attack. <laughs> so, but you think about it. Think about those women that get attacked with acid. Yeah. I mean, eye for no, an eye. No it's man like, is getting his eye gouged out because he threw acid on a woman, I don't think. The Egyptian's victim, though, who had the acid attack, had refused a blood money offer of 87,000 pounds. That's a and, lot in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I instead assume. he wanted the man to be blinded with acid. And they did it. And they did it. Well, you said they surgically did it. No, they didn't use the. They didn't go the acid. I don't route. think they just sprayed it on his face. Yeah. Uh, they say that trials in Saudi Arabia fall far below international standards. Trials usually take place behind closed doors, and without adequate legal representation. But that's hilarious because international standards—they mean Western standards. I mean, this is exactly how it happens in China, also, right? Well, they're saying that uh, the, the Saudi Arabian kingdom has the highest execution rate right after China. Uh, the most <laughs> yeah, common see. method is beheading. And the sentences are usually carried out in public. I wonder what the crime rates are in uh, Saudi Arabia. Not high. Probably not that high. So, Wackerly, this kind of brings up a thought experiment here. What would you do? Hey, let's say you got in a bar fight with somebody mm. in the tenderloin. I'm just swaggering around. Swaggering around. around. Yeah. You know, you were talking to some chick. He came and, like, took your stool and uh, started talking to her. You guys got in a stool. fight. <laughs> you guys got in a fight. And uh, he ripped your testicles off, rendering your willy completely useless. Uh-huh. You're going to ask uh, me, how much is my willy worth? Well, no, I'm just saying, if, if uh, given willy the choice of a uh, blood money, money financial revenge. reparation, or an eye for an eye, willy removal, what would you do? <laughs> Come on, how much am I going to get? You got to tell me that. $100,000. Ball rips off. You, you would say, okay, I want this yeah. guy's balls ripped yeah, off. Yeah, I'm not foregoing revenge for anything less than half a million. So if $500,000, you'd be like, all right, I'll just buy a set of nudicles. And then I would take $50,000 and pay a crackhead to rip that dude's balls off when he wasn't <laughs> looking. No, that makes sense. So this is a difficult story to uh, score because... Is an eye for an eye a valid form of uh, justice? I mean, this guy paralyzes man, and now he's going to be paralyzed just like his victim. 
I is that wrong? I think it's good. Is that wrong? No. It's sick that a court, I think, would have the power to go and talk to a doctor and find a doctor who's willing to cut someone's spinal cord who's completely healthy. Well, there's two issues whether it's a – I mean, he wasn't convicted by a jury of his peers. He didn't have, like, adequate rep- – like, like, the thing that's wrong is the fact, that, like you said, the court system is not up to international standards, even though I question that uh, description. And his lawyer looked a lot like Camel Joe. Joe Camel. Joe Camel. Whatever. His face looks just like a big cock. Just a big ball sack. <laughs> and if you look at his... Smoking just nonstop his sh- cigarettes. If you look at his shoulder, there's a man peeing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, giving it, I'm giving this a 3.5, because I don't know how wrong it is, but I find it kind of sick. Four. Four. All right. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. We got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. We got a couple emails, too. I don't know if we're going to have time for that. The Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. I believe we're going to be doing a whole series of My Two Cents calls, right? Well, I have two. <laughs> yeah, but I have uh, some emails, too. I think this oh, is we're going to do a emails, My right? Two Cents right. portion sure. of, of the show. But before we get to that, for that. before we get to that, how about a quick word for our uh, other esteemed sponsor, Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll. And my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. So, Wackerly, I was just informed today that uh, when you order something from adamandeve.com and you type in the word diddle when you check out, you do get your six free porn movies and right. you get your item that you get 50% off and your free shipping but no more lube sorry people there's no sensual gift you're saying? nope it's done no more lube who told you this somebody you ordered yeah no someone uh, our Adam and Eve contact wrote back and was like um, please don't say that there's lube offered anymore and I was like okay so you're still giving away the free movies and the 50% off and the free shipping just no little tiny packet of lube Okay. They ran I, out I, of, they, I know it's a recession. They had, they had surplus and they ran out of the surplus. It's That's a the recession. Whole they were giving it away anyways. Um, lube recession. But still, people. You it's know, like the potato famine. It's <laughs> the lube famine. It's the lube famine. Of 2010. But people still go to adme.com and just type in ditto when you check out and uh, buy yourself a vibrator. Uh, before we get to phone calls in the uh, My Two Cents section of the show, um, I want to say hey, a big thank excuse you. Excuse me, D. Can we change it to my three cent? <laughs> no. I should, I should say my three Fuck cents. Fuck off. He doesn't get an opinion. He's the understudy. Quit subjugating Rollo. He's just getting a little big for his... He doesn't have britches. <laughs> his neck hole. <laughs> for his shrunken head. With his... Uh, I noticed on his Facebook page today, there are women on Facebook who are friends with Rollo, but aren't on my friends list. You know, I noticed that too, actually. What today. the fuck? I don't get it. It's like, and they're not bad-looking women either, and no. they're not friends with us, right? They're like, oh, I, Rollo's my—he's my favorite. No wonder this swollen ego is him. coming about here. So I'm just saying, 
Let's bust him down a little bit. He's the understudy. He doesn't get a cent in this argument. All right. It's only my two cents. Before we get to that, I want to say a quick thank you to uh, Saget is the man for sending us a big package filled with shit. (laughs) You know? Actually, I have a bone to pick with Saget is the man. But uh, he did send us a big package filled with cool shit. It was kind of an ordeal to get the package. It was difficult, but it was worth it in the end somewhat. Uh, we did get two half gallons of uh, Jim Beam and uh, some Smirnoff vodka, which I, I do love and appreciate. Uh, there's a porno mag in there, a pickled shark, yeah, and um, the pickled shark. Some t-shirts. <laughs> Wasn't really pickled, more preserved. Preserved, yeah. And some t-shirts that said "Musky anglers have stiffer rods." And you know, we do appreciate all that stuff there. Um, Sagan is a man, but uh, I'm going to wear that thing, that shirt out, ironically in the mission. You probably should. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing, uh, a little piece of forethought you could have had there, Saget, is maybe package the shark a little bit better. <laughs> because it broke apart during transit and leaked all over the rest of the stuff in the box. And then I left the box, because you brought it over here, what, a couple days ago on Monday? Yeah, a couple days ago. I left it here just on my kitchen table thinking, oh, you know... I'll check through And there was a little bit of an act later. of God also that also uh, exacerbated yeah, it, it's this. It's been it, a heat it wave. It fucking like 105 degrees in San Francisco, which is unheard of. So I came back from my apartment the other day, and the whole place just smelled a rotting fish. It was worse than like the dirtiest, dirty pussy you've ever smelled. Which has probably been in here. Dude, it was like... <laughs> it smelled it. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, no, it smelled horrible. It was got off like came upstairs. I was like, oh my God, what we reeks. Did I, I leave like, that dead hooker underneath the bed? I was the shark. I was looking for the dead hooker. I thought Rollo had done something that was going to be embarrassed about. do something. And so I, I go over and there's this, here's the dead shark just rotting in its jar, half the formaldehyde that spilled over everything else. So I ended up having to throw that away. The well, there was also was a summer sausage that I would have probably eaten, but I don't really want to ingest formaldehyde. No, it was. It was soaked in uh, shark goo as well. But uh, we do appreciate that the liquor I was man I managed to salvage the liquor. Although, you know, yeah, I probably still would have drank sealed, that liquor even if it was container. soaked in formaldehyde. It's a sealed container. <laughs> Dude, like you wouldn't have drank that, even if it had shark guts on it. added buzz at that point. So Sagan is a man writes in, hey guys, love the show. Here's a little care package to show my appreciation for four and a half years of solid gold. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Lance, enjoy the best smoked sausage ever from a little place near me in Pennsylvania. I, I would have loved to, but... Like dainty so. hipster wannabe won't partake in the savory greatness. I, don't, I think you might be referring to Rollo. He's a bit dainty. I, I think Rollo is a bit Very dainty. Uh, D, have fun ironically wearing an original musky t-shirt I designed. Oh, okay. He had that in mind. Thanks again, and have a drink on me. Saget is the man. Um, if either of you hit on the lotto ticket, I forgot about that. If there were some lotto tickets, too. You'll have to cash them in Pennsylvania. Lick my balls. Thank you, Saget is the man. And we do appreciate the gifts, and uh, I think we're drinking that Actually, liquor right Actually, I now. scratched off my ticket, and I won $500,000. Fuck you guys. I'm not doing this show anymore. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> See ya. Actually, no, won nothing. Yeah, I never yes, went off completely of worthless. Things. I know. But, but thank um, you anyway, Saget. Do you think, what do you, do you think he ever think, sends anything to Saget? <laughs> Which I, who I assume is Bob Saget? I thought, this was, be a, Bo- I thought this was Bob Saget. It's, it's Bob Saget calling himself the man. That's Well, he's kind of an egomaniac. He's a bit, he's a bit arrogant. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. You're, what, what are you saying? It's Jesse or Rob Coulet? <laughs> Dave Coulet. They're Dave Coulet. Yeah. <laughs> Could I, be. I love how you know that name. <laughs> he was a famous comedian. And he, he fucked Alanis. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
And the other Stamos uh, fucked. He fucks everybody apparently, and he was he was fucking Rebecca. Dude, Rebecca Stamos Romaine. can get more ass than Saget, I bet. Oh yeah, yeah. Although <laughs> Saget's more willing to like beat somebody and, and rape them in the side of the road in a ditch and send pickled sharks to uh, yeah. podcrafters. Yep. All right. Oh well, great. It, maybe it is Saget. Well, thank you, uh, Saget, and you are the man. So, Wackerly, um, we we have a segment here on the show that we haven't done for a while called My Two Cents. It's a segment where people send us questions and they want advice. Uh, they want our sage opinions, and I can understand why because you know we're learning. We went to college. We're um, mid thirties types. We're sages. Yeah. Um, we we made some theme music. I, I was asking. Um, or uh, we used to have our audio professional that used to make us new theme music but i haven't heard from him in a while i think we offended him. i hope he's doing okay felipe felipe if you're out there uh, we need new theme music by the way <laughs> <laughs> but uh here's the current theme music for my two cents my two cents with dean lance all right wacker why not play the first my two cents call here Sticking wrong. Sub D. Lance. Anyway, got a my two cents question for you. I know, I know. Don't piss yourself. Anyway, uh, what is a good idea for a date? I'm in, I'm a freshman, or I'm a sophomore, and I need your help because I'm trying to get this junior. Anyway, <laughs> please answer. Aim high. <laughs> Wait. You guys well, are the best. Great show. Seriously, don't ever quit. Oh, go Vikings. It must be from Minnesota. So does he mean, is, is he like a freshman in college? Or are we just gonna <laughs> I don't think so. Say freshman in high school. By college, freshman year, you should know well, you've how to treat a lady. date rape by that point. Yeah. It's like you don't need our advice. Yeah. You still have no money. Which y'all, but I think this guy's in you high school. You need it, though. And, uh, yeah. So I'm not only, not only does he not have school. any money, he doesn't have a dorm room. He lives with his parents. And he wants he has to a bag car. that junior. It's not going to happen. No. Did you ever no. actually... When high you school were... sex is, is reserved for the captain of the football team and like the head of the cheerleading squadron. And not not to, for but, tards who listen to this podcast. But also... Uh, you know, people are, people that are two grades ahead of you, like girls that are two grades ahead of you, are not looking to have sex with you. It's the other no. way around. I no, mean, if yeah. you're like a senior, you could a probably, guy, yes. yeah, shag a sophomore. But I don't think a junior chick is like, wow, that acne-ridden freshman with the greasy <laughs> hair. Yeah. God, you're so hot. I want to have sex when with they, you. When they, in real life, a, a physical stepping stone can be used to step down to a lower level, <laughs> but the term stepping stone means you're stepping up. And this well, girl isn't going to use... The only reason a high school girl is going to have sex with a high school guy is as a social stepping stone to a better clique. Yeah, that's why I don't think she's going to so go... this junior chick is not going to fuck you, dude. But, okay, let's but suspend let's say, our disbelief. Yeah, let's say in a perfect and let's world. pretend in this, this hypothetical Let's say you're Kevin Bacon world, or something, and you're Ashton dancing... Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. It looks just like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And uh, yeah, who is he has dating an older woman <laughs> or yeah. married to or whatever? And Demi Moore in the, is the junior here, and he wants to know what to do on a date. Obviously, he's on a budget. You don't make much money from a paper route. And uh, or, it actually, just depends how many papers you deliver. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, in ninth grade, are you even allowed to have a regular job? I think you can have a paper route. You can deliver massive amounts of paper you if you take up like three Caesars? or four zones. Yeah. No, you're but you're not sixteen yet. A freshman? He's probably bagging groceries. 
Yeah, I think you could, if you work a, sh- a small enough number of hours, you can have a grocery bagging job. Well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He looks like Ashton Kutcher. And, well, but can uh, we can we can we a- unsuspend our disbelief again, just so I can say one thing? If you're bagging groceries, shag a middle aged like or maybe upper middle aged frustrated housewife. Milf. That's yeah. who you should be going for. Yeah. That's a divorcee. Real, that's the real advice. That's yeah, the realistic don't, advice. Stop chasing this pipe dream of having sex with his junior. But he wants to know what to do on a date. So obviously you have a limited income. You're, a bud, you're on a budget here. You're young. You want to impress this junior. The best way... You got, you've got seriously like 20 bucks to work with. The on a best good way to impress this junior is go to your older brother and beg him to buy you some alcohol. Or a friend's way. older brother. Or a friend's older brother. But that's hard because you're going to have to cut the friend out of the deal. Don't bring your friend along if you're trying to make moves. You know, I didn't get laid all that often in high school. <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Ever? But No, I did. Uh, a couple times. Not me. But um, <laughs> I got some handies. The only time it ever happened is when, it, when you, you don't have money to go on a date. You can't take the girl to the Olive Garden and get laid. You can't impress no. her like you that. You could date her to a movie, but there you blow your whole $20 you right blow there. Blow your whole 20 bucks. And, you're not, and it's over. Then you take her home, and she didn't get, give you a handy or anything. I, I think the, the, the most ideal opportunity for you to get laid is either do this. Well, you need to go get alcohol, number one. Number two, either take her to the park and just drink the alcohol and... I don't know, charmer with your wit. Or go <laughs> no, to a party. No, it's illegal to drink as a minor, so you're taking her to the park at night? At yeah, night? at night. I, I used to do that. Go to a, There's a, a park that, you know, not that far from my house, and like you just go there and just everyone would hang out. Yeah, I do that with my... Yeah, everyone, exactly. But the point you being... You pair this is a, off, and then I okay. just kind of slip out. Because I was going to say, how do you convince her that you're not taking her out there to date rape her? Yeah, I don't know. I used to go, well, because usually people would be hanging out and you'd go hang out with them. You want to go to a park where other ne'er-do-well teens or, are also drinking and trying to get sex. the best way to do it, I think, is just instead of being creepy and be like, you want to go to a movie? Oh, it's going to be creepy. I think what <laughs> It's going to be creepy. you got to just get over that. You need to be like, just like super bad. Just be like, there's a party going on. I'll get alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. You need to be able to get alcohol, freshman. Right. If you don't get alcohol... You're not getting the poontang. But back to unsuspending disbelief and being disbelieving. Uh, you sh- if I learned anything in high school, don't be targeting one girl that you want to have sex with. That I is not the right way to do it. before on the show, yeah. yeah. Go go to the place where everybody's hanging out. Maybe invite a girl, yeah, yeah. So you, like, you know, increase your chances. But, uh, you know, just play the field. Keep your, keep your uh, options open at all times. And don't give a fuck what your friends think. Yeah. That's really what you should do. What's the uh, second call here, Wagner? Hey, it's Tourette's boy calling from London again. Uh, I just want to say glad you liked my retard story. Um, got plenty more like that where they came from. But what I'm calling about this time is I tried to get onto the um, forum, try not to be a lurker like you always bang on about. Uh, but it kept fucking crashing. When I was supposed to- we're going to discuss the forum shortly here, I, I assume. Yeah, we're going to talk about the forum in a bit. He gets to a My Two Cents question sooner or later. Bear with us. What am I supposed to do? I've got a really good idea for a um, thread, and you won't let me fucking do it. So basically, what I wanted to know was whether your listeners thought that if you're getting someone rimming you, and you realize that in the last couple of days you've had a couple of fucking hefty shits, it's been a bit painful. There's been a bit of red where there should be brown. Uh, you realize you've got some roidage going on, a couple of farmers. Um, should you let them know or should you carry on and, you know, just let them do what they're doing? Anyway, um, it'd be cool if you let me know. Okay, bye. 
So should I should I restate the, should I restate the question for people who aren't fluent in UK ebonics? Yeah. UK bonics. Uconics. You got hemorrhoids, and a girl's about to go down and rim you. <laughs> do, you do you say something first? You know, I or do you I just think, let it happen? I think you should say something. I guess it all really depends on how pissed you are. If you're really, really intoxicated, drink I don't know seven wife beaters. Right? Does it matter? Does it matter? Really matter at our that advice? point. Yeah. <laughs> but I would probably deter her from going down there if I knew my ass was riddled with sores. He didn't say that. <laughs> he asked if you should just warn her. Hey, as you're rimming me, I just you should you should just know that I have some hemorrhoids. I think that's what he's saying. You know, dude. I, you might want to avoid those and like you know tongue in the other sides. It, not, not it's on the upper quadrant on the left. Well, have you ever if you ever done this? If you ever like been with a girl, you like start making out with her, or whatever. Start going downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "Oh, those red bumps. Those are like ingrown hairs." Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. It yeah, could, maybe it totally kills it because you're just kind of like not for me. Which red bumps? Oh, those red bumps. Okay, those red bumps covered in pus. All right, so those red bumps with the the yellow pussy heads. Those are just ingrown hairs. What are you hair. talking are about? Are you sure? <laughs> you you get with a different caliber of girl than me. Well, you know, mine are like Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's because they you, are not- you, you make more money than you can afford. <laughs> You get, no, more, but, you get more pussy, really. No, but I'm that. saying, you, dude, an ingrown hair can be can look like a sore, like a pimple with pus on it. Uh, I've never no, no. The bumps, I think I've been warned of the bumps, but know. it's just a bump. It's like a razor burn. I've seen. Regardless, when you warn Why somebody, do you have your glasses on. By the way, while you're going down, just take it right off. You don't have any problems. Regardless, when you, do you warn have, like, somebody, goggles. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Take the glasses off and, you know, go with the flow. But I'm saying regardless, when you warn somebody about going down into putting their mouth on your genitalia or your ass region, yeah. it's going to ruin the moment. So maybe this guy should Yeah, but just for every like, girl who's let a dude go down there when she's been on her period and bleeding like a stuck pig, I think a guy should be able to pop some hemorrhoids on a girl's tongue once in a while. I'm just saying, maybe it's better if you just say fuck it and just not warn her and then... See what happens. How bad could they be? How, maybe bad, should, how bad could it really be? Maybe you should stand over a mirror and really like say the damage before you get into the situation. I don't picture them hanging out like Zoidberg's tentacles from Futurama. Like I don't, I don't really because that's exactly how I picture that's how you them. Picture it just like. <laughs> I think you know what I say. Just let her go down there and see what happens. See what happens. See what happens. Or right. not. I mean, how serious are you about this girl? Is this just some slag from the, you down, the from, down from the boozer? A northern bird? You were up yeah. the boozer and you picked up a slag and, you know, she's going to give you a real rim job. All around the world treatment, mate. <laughs> then I just said, you know, what is she even there for? Yeah. I mean, to rim you. She, really, I mean, she's probably just going to be like a couple speed bumps. Who cares? Yeah. You know. Um, so if she doesn't any- like her, kick her right the fuck out. We got a, uh, a an email here, my two cents email, that came in from a guy who calls himself One. He says, hey, Lance and D, I got a morality question for you. Ooh. I recently had a life change that has afforded me the opportunity to exact some belated revenge. Oh, so this relates to my, the story about eye for an eye. As well. Eye for an eye, yeah, yeah, kind of. He goes, an old-fashioned beatdown for the right reasons is well within this person's rights, according to my moral standards. As long as the punishment fits the deed. Eye for an eye, one might say. 
Unfortunately, my morals prevent me from striking the weak or defenseless. Children, elderly, most women. <laughs> this guy has a code or something. Of course, Tards. Yeah, this guy definitely has a code. He's like a Batman. He's referenced his moral standards <laughs> twice in a very short email. He's totally Batman. It's the last one that I currently have a problem with. So he's referring to a, a retarded person. Here's you've, the thing. You've got to have a code if you're in my line of work, man. If you want to beat up retards, <laughs> you need to have a code. Because not he, all of them deserve to be beaten. Is Christian Bale going to be in the next Batman? Because... I know that's one of your favorite things, the the, the Batman that voice. voice he does. Yeah. <laughs> should, should I do the rest of I, this? I'm method. I'm a method actor. I have to really get into the character because I'm Christian fucking Bale. <laughs> should I do the rest of this email in the uh, Christian Bale Batman Yes. Voice? <laughs> so here's the thing. This fucktard is a rapist. Child abusing meth head redneck son of a bitch. My parents were murdered by a burglar. <laughs> And yeah, his cunt of a mother really is a bitch. He, in my humble opinion, needs to pay for his asswipe lifestyle with a bit of pain. A bit of pain. <laughs> Master Bruce, there's no need for that. He so. hit his head and now he's a tard. Not full-on basket-weaving tard, but close enough. <laughs> he has a boy. His boy's fine. Besides having a tard for a dad. So what do you guys think? Does becoming a tard absolve him from permanent damage or just a spot of pain? What kind of a world do we live in when a tard is absolved? Does eye for an eye still apply? Um, I'd make sure he was <laughs> a little bit of nasal Jew. A little bit of nasal Jew crept in I'd make sure he's the one to start the shit. Tards are easy to provoke. <laughs> that is the meat of it, gentlemen. I just. Hit him in the nose with a batarang. <laughs> It'll come running for me like the rhino. I don't really appreciate your two cents on this. <laughs> Thanks in advance. Peace, love, and all that hippie tripe. I go by one on the forum. I would have called, but I'm sober as a judge these days. Listening in complete awe. One. Bruce Wayne does not drink very much. I think he has some champagne when he has those big lavish parties when he's trying to, you know, hide and his identity. And when he pretends he's drunk, right? He's not really a drunk. He's always got to be ready for bat action. What's the butler's name? I forgot. Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. Um, <laughs> who played Alfred? It was what's his name? Kane. In the new movies. Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Yeah. So um, he's also the Dream Master, Professor. <laughs> In the <laughs> wonderful film Inception, which is the greatest film of all time, because I forgot it's, about that. He wasn't has a lot of uh, it has a lot of levels, and it has Alfred. Yeah, uh, you know. I <laughs> oh, it's so fantastic! I could go on all night about Inception. It's so great, and Ellen Page is in it. It's she's today's Audrey Hepburn. I tell you, the only thing that could have made that movie worth like worthwhile to watch was just a couple more parrot. Just a couple more tits. Just tits. If they mm. had tits in that movie, it would have made sense. It would have taken a lot of tits. Right? No, but it would have I like made... that movie when it was in the 80s and it was called Dreamscape, okay? No, but I'm just <laughs> saying that movie would have made sense because when I dream, I don't dream of like walking around some stupid city in Paris. I dream of titties. Yeah. So it would have made more sense. It would have been like, I would have been more credible. Have I would have been like, like, oh, they're in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> there's boobs everywhere. Dude, Ellen Page, I totally, I totally relate to your dreams. Tits yeah. everywhere. And what's that up in the sky? Oh, the giant cock monster. <laughs> <laughs> Green eyes. Oh, yeah, this is a dream. I understand it's what's a dream going on. dream state. 
but but we're we're we're, di- we're digressing here. So what he's saying, okay, this guy is a rapist, child abusing method. Not not the not the sender inner the guy he's talking about. No, I was talking about Ellen Page. <laughs> but no, um, he's saying one is writing in that that this guy that he wants to get revenge on is a rapist, child abusing meth head who has recently been struck retarded because he uh, was injured with a head injury. In my opinion, one, I don't think you need to exact revenge on this man. I no. think a higher power has exacted revenge on this man. And I think in- karma. <laughs> That's exactly revenge on this man. Well, in keeping with the theme, this would be like Batman confronting a rapist, uh, child abuser, but then Superman comes down and houses the dude with like heat vision and he spins back time and like kicks the guy in the nuts before he rapes the kid and then he freezes him with his breath and then he like flies him up in the air and throws him into a fucking skyscraper. We're, we're, okay, where are you going with this? So, wait, Batman can't do that stuff? No, because Batman's got a, a he's a mortal man. Superman is the Superman. Only Superman can strike somebody retarded. So you're saying Superman's the higher power. So Superman Batman could probably this punch some guy and make him retarded, but it's already happened. You know, It's like Batman coming and playing soup, clean up for Superman. Like, he's already tarred. He's retarded. He's got to live his whole life If you want to do something, tease him mercilessly for being a tarred. I guess you could do that. Like, promise him a pony, and then be like, there's no pony. Or be like, what did you guys used to do to Dougie? Tell him there was a party with a bunch of hot chicks, yeah, but yeah. then you forgot and where it was. That's a good was. gambit. I don't know. You could maybe Twinkie on a stick. Yeah. That always works for tarts. Well, I think you need a stick and a string. A st- I mean, and a string, yeah. String. Put, that, put the Twinkie yeah, hanging yeah. from a string. Yeah. That might work. So you could taunt, because, because you could taunt the tart. I just don't think you need to beat moral, the shit out of the My moral code doesn't allow me to make fun of retards, but if the tart used to be a rapist child molester, then it's cool. Then I can use Twinkie on a string with a stick. <laughs> A bat stick. A bat stick. <laughs> bat Twinkie, for that matter. That's what he should do. <laughs> bat Twinkie. That's that's what I recommend. So there you go, people. That was my two cents with Dean Lance. Our two cents. Yeah. Um, you can. Uh, same ring. You know, we're always willing to. Um, this my two cents has actually become quite a successful bit here on the show. So email your my two cents questions at stickaroundpodcast at hotmail dot com or just give us a call. And uh, ask us for our my two cents directly, 206-666-3846. So, um, Wackerly, the great forum calamity well, let's has go back. been resolved. Let's go back to the beginning. We started this show saying serious business, serious ju- serious show, serious journalism, serious you know, issues. Notice, this is a serious issue. Notice no slide whistle throughout the show. That's why I, for- I forewent the slide whistle. We're serious. This is a serious this show. Is, this is not the time for slide whistle frivolity. Yeah, there's no like jocular references or anything. We're not. We're not like. We're not, we're not making fun of the show. I mean, always there's a little bit of levity with Sick and Wrong, but this is serious now. This okay? is more of a somber episode. This Solemn. is somber, yeah. This is, we're serious here, okay? Um, and this is serious business. We uh, recently, uh, was it last week, week ago, our forum um, just was dissolved. Imploded. Imploded just because of the uh, content on it, and it was part of, the, part of the reason of the host. We should have played Taps last week. Yeah, we should have done that, actually. Big idea. But uh, Pro Boards, the host of the, the old Sick and Wrong forum, did not allow adult content, which is weird because that forum had been up for so long. And there was so... <laughs> it, it, I think I, we were flying under the radar and somebody once... 
at Pro Wars just paged through it and was like, what in the fuck? <laughs> it it, divide, it divide adult content. There's it's adult the, content, which is like, you know, a, a hot chick bent over and you can kind of see her ass and her right. labia. And then there's just like, you know, one guy, one cup. Right. And there, that one guy, one cup was all over that forum. You know? It, it's like the equivalent of... You know, the, the pro boards people probably normally troll through all their, their free boards that people have established. And, it, you know, it's like they, they lift up a couch cushion and there's one roach. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a bad forum. And then they shut it down. But ours is like when you lift up your, your mattress it's or your pillow. And there's like 300 roaches chewing on a dead rat's carcass. It's, it's an infestation. Yeah. Yes. Chewing on a surprised. rat. You know, a lot of people have said that after they looked at our forum, they had to go to that website, iBleach.com. You ever there? No, what is it? It's just a... Cute this, kittens or something? Cute kittens and hot chicks and just... I mean, it's not even naked chicks. It's just like hot chicks. It's yeah, kinda, appropriate. It cleanses you. It's cleansing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said that. So anyway, I think uh, the, the people, the administrators over there at the Pro Boards end up going to iBleach and we're just like, all right, we got to take this down. But we need to somehow establish a new rat... Dead rat infested and being chewed upon by a pile of cockroach world for ourselves. And that has been done. Good. The great form calamity has been resolved. The trolls have officially spoken. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I appreciate everybody rising to the occasion. And there were like five or four forums that immediately uh, sprouted up and they were just like, you know, right. here. It was here like it the is. Lost Tribes of Israel for a couple of weeks. Well, it's interesting to know because I was. You know, I, I love the forum. I go to the forum a lot. A lot of people, we always, you know, espouse the merits of the forum here on the show. But little do you know how much of a community <laughs> that the forum has built up for There itself. is a diaspora of, of sick and wrong formers, but members, now yeah. we're, we're going to establish Israel? Is that what's going to happen? Well, I, yeah, it's, it, in a sense, I guess this is like the, uh, the establishment of uh, a land for the chosen people. But no, it, you know, it, it was interesting to me because on Facebook, all of a sudden these people are like, what am I supposed to do? Like, Duramator is like, I, I give you, I devote my entire Facebook page to the forum people going through forum withdrawal. And it's like, people, you now have a home. And I'd like to thank everybody out there. And a guy in England, Matt, made a forum for us. Die Hard, who's always supported our forum, has been yeah. such a good friend of the show. Uh, but the forum that it seemed like the uh, oldest members sort of gravitated to, and that's what we let the people decide, is... Uh, Sickandwrongforum.com. And that's it's also the easiest name to remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, actual, the uh, Bester. Bester. It's Bester's Forum. Bester actually bought the host name, so but bought the uh, domain. Sickandwrongforum.com. So people, go to sickandwrongforum.com and sign up for the official Sick and Wrong Forum. Endorsed. This, this is. But been, can we also point out again that we don't really have anything to do with it? It's Bester's Forum. This is I what, hope he's prepared. This is what we want in a forum. We want to put a link up on our page and someone else fucking deal with Takes that forum because we do not want to deal with all that bullshit. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's Only because been. we have enough bullshit to deal with with the t-shirts it's too and, doing, much. and doing the and show the and the show iTunes and, and our fucking shitty website. And that's why I appreciate Die Hard and I appreciate Bester and I appreciate fans like that. They actually are just like, you know what? I'm going to make you guys kick-ass forum because yeah. I love the show and I love the community that uh, that is revolved around the show. And and so this, this is what Sick Wrong Forum has come to be. And so now we're going to register accounts there and make it official? Yeah, I already did. Become, become <laughs> citizens <laughs> I went of, of our new homeland? It's, y'all have a homeland, but 
you know, the the buses blow up every day and people lob rockets into it. It's kind of a shitty homeland, but here you go. Well, what's cool about this forum, actually, I like the layout of it and everything, even though most forums tend to look the same, but this one is uh, user-friendly. But There's minor, minor differences that make lurk. a big deal. You can just, you know, a lot of people lurked on our old forum just because they didn't want to sign up, but they wanted to look at all the disgusting shit. They're frightened. And now you can actually go and lurk. You don't actually have to register for an yeah. account, so the lurkers will be satisfied. Which but, is how we evaluated it by lurking. Yeah, and like we lurked just to go check it out. I prefer for people to post, but if if you're gonna lurk or do nothing, I'd prefer you to lurk. But it's very user friendly, and uh, it seems like most of the people have gravitated towards it. And it's hosted abroad in Russia, so anything goes, yeah, anything in, Russia. goes in Russia. You can post whatever the fuck you want, and no one's really gonna care. So I hope you. I hope Putin doesn't find out about it because he'll come kick our ass. See that guy's a badass. But that's kind of why I'd like to point out Putin. It's bastard storm. We have nothing to do with Dude, it. I read today that that guy Vladimir Putin was cruising around on a jet ski in the ocean and killed a gray whale with a crossbow. Can you do that, <laughs> Wackerly? No, I can't. I think Bester. I'm not even can, I think Bester can do that. He could probably do. I it. think he can. So congrats. Putin's not even the leader anymore, right? I don't know, he's still a badass. He he's still be. a badass, and he controls the new premiere or whatever. I mean, he, t- he p- pick, hand-picked the premiere, but he doesn't really have an official position other than supreme, behind-the-scenes controller and badass. Yeah. yeah, no, he's like Charles Bronson of Russia. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Bester, uh, for for creating this brand-new forum. Sickandwrongforum.com. We're going to put a link to it on the main page. The new official Sick and Wrong Forum is back. I mean, the other forums can still exist if they would like to, but that's, this is the one I'm going to register to, and this so is the I'm one that endorse. will be linked yeah, from, the page. from the page. So thank you, everybody, for creating forums. Sickeronforum.com is the one that uh, we're going to be using. L'chaim. L'chaim. Uh, also, people, make sure you subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and do your part to keep us in the top comedy podcast. Uh, we also have the brand new Sick and Wrong Tees available at the Sick and Wrong store. We still have a few left. Order yours before they go out. It is the best way to support the show. We never ask for donations. We only ask that you sport our fine Sick and Wrong apparel. And we ask for people to make forums and make us audio clips. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, that's I forgot a, about that. a couple of services we ask for, but we never ask for money directly. No, we, we just ask you to spend money on us. <laughs> uh, buy a T-shirt and represent Sick and Wrong. And, and keep in mind, people, I don't just send you a T-shirt. I send you stickers and I send you my, my sweat. And hard work. I'm carrying that shit to the post office in a box. Postage? You send them postage? Yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe I should include just a, like a picture. I shouldn't put in a picture of us. You should put a personalized note to a each person. A note to each person? Yeah. Yeah, Wackley, why don't you start singing? Hearts the over the eyes? No, no. Fucking ingrate. Right. <laughs> but go to the Sick and Wrong store around the uh, main I'll, page. I'll send them right to the bay. <laughs> throw them in the ocean. This might get to somebody sometime. Go to the Sick and Wrong store around the main page and buy yourself a brand new Sick and Wrong t-shirt. We appreciate it. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Frank. He says, hey guys. Check out the original Chinatown Hustlers, the notorious MSG. Have you ever heard of this band, Wacker? Uh, you've been talking about them for two weeks straight. Yes. I do. I love them. <laughs> this guy recommended Well, them. you're a huge Biggie fan, which is the only reason, the only way I can explain this obsession notorious you have. MSG, notorious MSG, Notorious No, they're great, though. They sound like uh, Wu-Tang, but they got Chinese accents. So, so they don't sound guy, like Biggie. 
No, they don't sound like Biggie at all. Nobody, the, the said, nobody, nobody will ever replace Biggie in your heart. No, no, no. Biggie is my favorite rapper, hands down, Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> but Notorious MSG are close second. So we're going to end the show here with Chinatown Hustler by the Notorious MSG. And they're Thank from you. New York? Yeah, they're from in New York's Chinatown. You live in the most like densely Chinese populated town, yet you're uh, ascribing, subscribing to this New York Chinatown band. You couldn't yeah. find a Bay Area Chinatown hip-hop group? You know what kind of bothers me by it? It's like, I looked at their website, and they don't tour at the SF Chinatown. We have a <laughs> you know way why? bigger Chinatown. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because there's probably Tong warfare, and they'd probably be <laughs> murdered immediately. There's probably a competing San Francisco Chinatown hip-hop group that, would, that hates their guts. That's right, East Coast, West Coast. There's original New York Chinatown hustlers. And original SF Chinatown. It's the East Coast West Coast Wars. That's what I'm saying. You might don't get a T-shirt or anything because I don't think you should walk through Chinatown with a notorious MSG T-shirt. I don't think it'd be safe. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, serious business. I don't know. They do have some cool T-shirts though. Lou Ferrigno is pictured wearing one of their tees. (laughs) That's in. He lives in Los Angeles. It's a whole different world down there. So uh, we're going to end the show here with Chinatown Hustler by the Notorious MSG. Thank you, Frank, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 142. Until then, take it sleazy. Motherfucker, we're back. MSG with the hot track. Lyrical pin so cutting off your nutsack. I feel no pain, I'm insane Smoke your ass and eat the bowl of chow mein I'm a genuine Chinatown OG Original recipe, KFC New day, a new game Sell your bacon soda and say it's cocaine China white bitch, I'm a pimp Never slip pick my nose with a pair of chopsticks I'm running them hoes just to pay the rent Uh, I turn out your girl for a dollar fifty cent Come on Chinatown a hustler, leave and die like a Chinatown a hustler. Born a fight, crazy mother sucker. In the town that's the mother to the hustler. Chinatown a hustler, leave and die like a Chinatown a hustler. Born a fight, crazy mother sucker. In the town that's the mother to the hustler. Pulling out my clock, set the clock. Watch your butt cheeks drop when I pop a cap in your ass. Gonna last Chinatown click Gonna take you out fast Not gonna stop my flow To run these streets You got to keep it down low I know We ain't Being outdone yeah. Stay from the ghetto Like a for then sun That's right Steal the seeds Of your sesame fun All in the name Of being number one Chinatown a hustler Leaving die Like a Chinatown a hustler Bonafide Crazy mother in the town that's the mother to the hustler mm-hmm. Chinatown a hustler Leaving die like a Chinatown a hustler On a fight, crazy mother sucker In the town that's the mother to the hustler I raise the struggle, my son Got to bring the hustle and run Living in the ghetto's no fun Got the hustle in the meat, my son is a struggle, my son. Got to bring the hustle and run. Living in the ghetto, no fun. 
in there like scrub 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 get out like he he's in there long he's in there he's brushing his teeth when i walk in i piss wash my hands and walk out and he's still brushing his teeth like i'm using the conscientious method of you know one minute per tooth i mean it might smell like someone dropped like fucking mother load of feces it's horrible right no i'm gonna start working up my i'm gonna just change my shit schedule so i can go in there and drop massive bombs while he's brushing his teeth like oh hey How's it going? <laughs> yep, it's me again. <laughs> wow, I had a burrito you know what, for lunch. Today. You know what I find to be the funniest bathroom protocol person is when we only have two stalls. So when the, both those stalls are occupied, you go back to your desk, wait a few minutes, and go back and see if oh, they, somebody if just stands open. there and waits for you. This yeah. <laughs> dude, I was taking a shit. I just walked in, and then the door opened. I thought the dude left, and I must have been on there for a good like. I take long shits at work because I'll just read the paper <laughs> or magazines. Now that you have an iPhone? Yeah. As long as I'll read the iPhone too. Did you lose? Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, I'll like read or do something. Anyway, I came out like 10 minutes later and that dude's just standing there. Just Listening to your shit. No, just texting and just waiting. And then as soon as I open the stall, he just goes in the stall and I was just like, wow, dude. You just sat through... I mean, it smelled so horrible in there. Right. And that guy just stood there hanging out. And there's something different about going to the bathroom and being like, oh, it smells like total shit in here. And being in there as it starts to smell because you realize the shit just came out of some dude's ass. <laughs> I hate, gross. you know what, I hate the sound of it. I hate when I'm in the stall and then someone comes in two minutes later, sits down, and is just like fucking way noisier than Either I diarrhea am. or like just doing like little tiny ploppers. <laughs> My- <laughs> when I shit at work, it's like a long shit that just... Eases this way into the water, and then I go. And then you're done. Yeah. There's a guy that was in there. This is like last week, but he was just in there, and it was just the worst spray diarrhea I think I've ever heard. And then the thing that topped it off was the, <sighs> and it's just like yeah. diarrhea you just spray that like oh, uh, shit, or it's like burning your arm. I don't know, but I was kind of like, dude, are you okay? Can <laughs> we run to get you some Pepto? I was hoping it was my CEO. <laughs> Actually, my CEO is great. You know when he's in there because he talks on his phone while yeah, he's yeah, shitting. I've, done, I've worked a few with you guys. I'll just keep flushing. Yeah. Just flush, flush. That's when you start going, <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming, Elizabeth. God damn hemorrhoids. It's a big one. <laughs> I'm coming. Just so you know, the first time you're in the line has to be like, where are you? <laughs> 